Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to this week's episode of the Steelers Outpost Podcast, a proud member of Sports Drink Network. This is Nick coming to you from the Houston Outpost with incredible news. Big Ben isn't done. Big Ben, he's just going to phase two. Yeah, the football is done. The throwing of the football is done. But the talking about football has just begun because apparently the gods found it fit to not only bless Big Ben with the greatest right arm humanity has ever seen, but also with a golden tongue. Because Ben's podcast is somehow actually good. And I say somehow and actually because if you're a star quarterback, you generally are not a good media man. You, d- you generally don't have what it takes to be candid enough on a microphone to be compelling. If you were a decent quarterback, you can be great. If you're a bad quarterback, you can be great. The great ones seem to have some difficulty with making great podcasts, and who knows what the reasons are for that. I think that there are some logical conclusions that could be drawn, including the fact that as super rich millionaires, excuse my my phone there, um, oh, it's, it's just uh, a text talking about how good Ben Roethlisberger is at podcasting, but okay, I was about to go on a whole diatribe about why Great players are good podcasters or not, but let's skip that. Let's get to the real meat of the story, which is that another great quarterback, future Hall of Famer, Kenny Pickett. No, Kenny Pickett, starting quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers, was on Ben's podcast. It was a spectacular podcast, and it has made the news over the past day in terms of uh, talking about some things that Benny said about Kenny, Benny and Kenny. I'm going to dig into those, but I guess what I'm trying to get at is this. I listened to that podcast thinking I would only listen to a few clips because I've heard Ben's show before, and every time it has surprised me at how solid it is. Obviously, Spence and Ben are novice podcasters, so there are some herky-jerky moments on the podcast, but Ben is remarkably candid, and I want to get into what I think about him as a podcaster, but really the point of this is, is... to talk about how I found myself surprised that the Kenny Pickett podcast was done before I knew it because I stayed locked in the entire time. It was a great episode. And as a result, I said, man, I need to go back and listen to the Tomlin one. Listen to the Mike Tomlin podcast, one of my favorite football podcasts I've ever heard. Mike Tomlin told numerous stories that he's never talked about publicly um, just because Ben and him had good conversation and the conversation led to those places. He gave some great information about 
his time with the Buccaneers, which he has talked about at length, but we got some news stories out of it. He talked about, as Tomlin said himself, the Ryan Shazier incident in great detail in a way that he has never spoken about pu- publicly before, which he surmised as he was kind of getting into the into the story. Tomlin said, like, I don't think I've actually ever gone in, in depth into how I was feeling or what I was experiencing during that time until now. So, hey, I'll go into it. So you got a lot of things out of Tomlin that you wouldn't expect. You you got to see that, yeah, Ben, he's a, like any other great quarterback. He's the alpha male. He likes to be the alpha male. He is super hyper-confident, but he's more self-aware than he was when he was younger, and it seems like his his process of growing up was real. And he asked great questions. Like with Kenny, he led the interview a little bit more. With Mike, he would let Mike go off, and then he practiced some veteran podcasting techniques in terms of Mike Tomlin would go on a long answer, and Ben wouldn't give his own soliloquy. He would ask a follow-up question and tee up Mike for another long answer. So Ben's podcast was awesome, and I, uh, yeah, I have many thoughts on it, but what I need to talk about first is the Kenny Pickett podcast and the part that made the headlines, which is this. Ben said that, hey, I'm probably going to get buried for saying this, but I'm going to say it anyways. But when Kenny first came into the league, when Kenny first became the starter for the Steelers, I don't want to say that I didn't want him to succeed. I don't want to say that I wanted him to fail. But I didn't want him to ball out because then if he balls out, then everyone's going to be like, oh, Ben who? And that was probably out of my own selfishness. And I regret that. And I apologize for that. And so... Basically, he said the same thing that 100% of any competitive athlete at any level of sports would say, which is, you don't want the guy who comes right behind you to do better than you. You can root for a person, but you can also (laughs) want them to not do as well as you can. That's a natural human reaction. What do you do with that reaction? Well, hopefully you do what Ben Roethlisberger did, which is when he said, I realized I was out of my own selfishness, and then all of a sudden, me and Spence were watching these games in the basement, and pretty quickly we found ourselves rooting for you, Kenny when you would try to fight a defensive lineman or when you were leading these game-winning drives. And I just realized that that was stupid of me to feel that way and so on and so forth. So he goes on. But people, of course, you know, if if Ben Roethlisberger says anything in the media, they're going to twist it or they're going to, you know, people are just going to hate on him automatically in the comments. People aren't going to listen to the interview. They're not going to give the full context. Ben has a lot of people who hate him. Okay, understand that. Um, But... I just thought that this was so cool that an actual athlete, especially at that caliber, with those caliber athletes, legendary all-time quarterback, they don't want to make waves. They have such a perfect life. When they're in the league, they shouldn't say anything too crazy because you're making $30 million per year or whatever it is. Also, as the leader of an organization, you can't create waves. You know, So there's not a reason for guys at that level to say something crazy. Ramon Foster can speak his mind. or Vince Williams, guys who are really good players – but they don't have that level of focus on them where that if they say something slightly controversial, like it will, it could pass through the, you know, the consciousness without people picking it up. Well, if you're Ben or Rogers or Brady or Mahomes or anybody like that, everything you say is going to be picked up. So there really is not an incentive for quarterbacks to say anything that could be somewhat controversial. But now that Ben's out of the league, he doesn't care. And he's saying something that is not controversial. (laughs) But by the measure of professional athletes and interviews, we know that style of quote is going to be salivated over as 
um, the erectile dysfunction of the writers of America temporarily uh, subsides, and they get excited at the idea of cutting off you know, 90% of Ben Roethlisberger's sentence and basically just trying to put out an article that says Kenny didn't, or Benny didn't want Kenny to succeed. Okay, great. Ben doesn't care. So what he ended up actually stumbling upon was realness, a moment of cool realness that only the Pat McAfee show accomplishes with some of their former uh, star players. Nobody to the level of Ben. I mean, obviously Rodgers, but even Rodgers is in some ways buttoned up on those inter- interviews. Um, that being said, I just thought it was such a cool moment for Ben to admit that about Kenny, where you could tell it was genuine that he got over that and that he's a fan of him. So much to the, so to the fact that Ben said, well, you know, now I wear my number eight jersey every day, every Sunday in the basement while you're playing. And we laugh, you know, obviously he's joking. We got to spell it out now, apparently. But that was a cool moment. And you could tell that his rooting for Kenny is genuine. And as a Steelers fan, we eat it up. We love it. It's awesome. It's a literal passing of the torch. Mom, you know, it's not a mom and dad situation, but to see that the legend has officially endorsed the next guy, it feels pretty cool. There aren't other examples of that. Brett didn't do that for Aaron. Like, uh, Manning wasn't commenting on luck all the way from Denver. Like, it doesn't happen. You know why? Because it's a natural human reaction to not exactly want that next guy to to kill it, at least at first. So I just think it's cool that Ben put that real humanity into the media, and then I think it's even cooler, as a Steelers fanatic, that he has knighted Kenneth as the next great quarterback of the Steelmen. Please, please work out. Um, And yeah, he said... Ben said that during the season, I also sort of apologized for this on the podcast where I said, I didn't realize how good you were. I didn't realize you were as good of a runner as you are. I thought that you were going to come into the league and be a good quarterback, but now I think you're the future of this franchise. I really think that, and I think the fans should be happy. And you could tell that he meant it. And Kenny, very graceful, also another cool, he's a very self-aware kind of guy. He's buttoned up into the fact uh, he knows that quarterback rule. Hey, I, I have nothing to gain by saying too much here, but he's affable. You can tell he, he is a great leader, that he's focused on what he's doing and he's socially aware. Like there's a moment when Ben's kids come into the basement, they're just getting home from something and you just see the way that Kenny interacts with the kids and it's so natural. He, he's good with them and these are funny things that we're sitting here as human beings diagnosing how a 20 five-year-old, almost quarterback, (laughs) guy younger than me, is interacting with children. But that is a real thing. You Just every sign about Kenny Kenny Pickett points to the fact that, man, this guy's got it together. He's got all of the intangible stuff. Let's see if he can make the, the tangible stuff work. But yeah, it was just cool seeing authentic interaction between guys who we really don't get much of a look at. And I think that Ben is is sort of pushing what podcast, I never thought, it would come to this, but he's sort of pushing what podcasts can do with that sort of candor. And I think the any outlash and backlash I would hope would be sort of counteracted by the cool podcasts or or ESPN, whatever it's, Orlovsky or, or McAfee and the boys or part of my take. You know, they'll make fun of him, of course, but that's the conceit of the show. Um, I think that some other people will dig what Ben did and uh, hopefully we'll get some more of that coming up in sports media. But I just wanted to get a quick take out on that on this Monday, um, and I would highly encourage 
anybody out there who hasn't listened to the Ben Roethlisberger podcast to give it a try because Ben, I've been very vocal about it on this podcast. He is not just my favorite football player ever. This is my favorite athlete of all time, bar none. It can never be reached by any other athlete again. And I did not think he would be a great podcaster. I thought it would be fine. And even so, we'll see where this podcast goes. I'm not saying he's going to become McAfee or Joe Rogan. And it'll be interesting to see what happens when all the superstar Steeler players sort of dry up as guests. Personally, I would not mind if you just rotated them in and and had them come back in or whatever it was. But um, for what it's worth, even if this is a temporary thing, it's a really compelling pod. And as a Steelers fan, you get some awesome insights. And I think even if you're not a Steelers fan, which I don't know why you'd be listening to this podcast, but hell yeah, thanks, welcome. You can draw a lot about the NFL from listening to the Tomlin and Pickett podcast with Ben. Because when you hear Mike Tomlin speak, you realize that this is, without a doubt, one of the smartest guys in the NFL. Without a doubt, one of the best leaders, super socially aware, knows when to turn it on, knows when to turn it off. Knows who he's talking to, who he's not talking to, right? Like, he he tells these stories about how he was formed in Tampa Bay. And you get a picture of who this guy is, and you think, yeah, this is a guy who should be running an NFL team. Kenny Pickett, same way. The composure as a quarterback, you say, yeah, that feels pretty good to have that at the center of the Steelers' operation. Obviously, considering the fact that you already have some stalwarts on the team, like T.J. Watt and Cam and Minka and these guys. And then it just makes you think of, like, the Cardinals. Like, if you interviewed their head coach and quarterback from last year, you got Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray. Like, Cliff seems like a cool guy, obviously has had virtually no coaching success at any level. And I don't, I don't mean that that's hyperbolic. I don't mean literally. Like, obviously the guy, you know, it's not like he's lost every single game he's played, but he's had a losing record everywhere he's played, right? And then you got Kyler Murray, you put that guy on the mic, it's the most socially awkward, weird thing you've ever heard of. And how is the team going to succeed when those are the two pieces flying the ship? And then you look at what the Steelers have, and it's like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. This is why this organization has been good for so long. And this is why this organization in their down years, in the 90s, reaches a Super Bowl. In their down years, when they lost every single starter except for Cam and TJ, they're going to the playoffs, and then one game out of the playoffs, and, and the Fan base is erupting because they suck, but they're they're still better than most of these other teams. And having those type of people in the building and Ben being one of them, you hear him talk how competent he is. It's pretty cool. You can draw a lot off of that, I think. Uh, Tomlin had a bunch of cool stories. He talked about how, obviously, Tony Dungy is his mentor, point blank period. That is the guy. And him working for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers during that time period where they had a historic defense directly led to his ability to coach the Steelers. So for instance, Mike Tomlin at 28 years old was promoted to the defensive backs coach position for Tampa Bay with their legendary defense because the defensive backs coach, I believe, I don't know if it was a D coordinator. Or I think it was a D backs coach. Herm Edwards got a job head coaching for the Jets. And so they lose Tony Dungy loses one of his best coaches to a head coaching job. He turns around, and there's a 28-year-old kid there. He said, all right, you're in his position now. And Mike said he knew that was a huge opportunity, but he also knew he was coaching some guys who were like as old or older than him and, and were superstars, so he had to act accordingly. And so he was 
very flexible to their ideas, these players' ideas, as a result of knowing where he stood on the totem pole. And that is where his ability to be flexible towards players and see their greatness began. He talked about Rondé Barber in particular, and he used him as an example of, hey, there are certain players who are transcendent. There are certain players who are just better than other guys and who do things differently, but these players may not necessarily be able to articulate why they do certain things. They just do them. Like my, my example would be, yeah, Ben playing backyard football. There's no way to instruct that. It's just an instinctual thing. Well, Talman used the example of Rondé Barber, greatest slot corner of all time. One time, Rondé would ask, or he asked Talman, hey, when the guard pulls on these trap plays, should I, you want me to follow the guard or what? And this shocked Tomlin because slot corners were not supposed to be reading pulling guards. We're not supposed to be reading run actions in that way at the time because they had too many other responsibilities to deal with. But Rondé was so good and he could pay attention to so many things at once that he could make that happen. And so Tomlin, being young and lower man on the totem pole, deferred to the superstar player and said, uh, yeah. They had success with it and then he started teaching it. And now all corners do that. Right, but that started with his flexibility. And so that led him to be able to coach Troy much better when he was in Pittsburgh. Because obviously we know Troy's kind of the ultimate example of this guy would just randomly use his instincts to go find the ball at the last second. Other players in the defense knew it. Dick LeBeau knew it. Tomlin knew it. And Tomlin's ability to let him do his thing really came from his days with the Buccaneers and seeing that, hey, there are some transcendent players who can do unique things, you have to trust them in those instances. And then from that point on, you can actually teach a lot of those things in the future. So those guys change the game in that way. And there's so many more anecdotes to dig into. You can hear all these guys, Spence, Ben, Kenny, and Tomlin, they all have a good time together. It seems like they do like each other, and Ben's respectful of his guests that way. So There is so much football gold in those podcasts, and I'm just so pleasantly surprised, and it's a great way to get to hear a little bit more about Ben and and Tommen and the inner workings of their career. They talk about, I guess, a practice where they had to drive back to uh, Pittsburgh in the rain and a bus to go practice in the rain, and there was like power out in the back of the bus, so it was all dark, and Tommen made them do that. It was a different time, and just cool things that you would never hear before. So, Steelers porn. Go check it out. Ben Roethlisberger, footballing podcast. Yeah, that's it. I gotta go. So, until next week, go Steelers. Hit us up. Twitter. That's Steelers Outpost. Steelers Outpost. Now, until next week, go Steelers.